Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Doan, and today we're going to be talking about your network. Now, I usually weekly round up, I'll get into that. Um, I had some feedback from the last podcast. Um, I was talking um, about being, uh, I was feeling really positive last week. I still am, but um, I had some feedback that I didn't sound overly uh, overly positive on the podcast. And it's actually really difficult to try and maintain uh, a high level of, not positivity, but to sound like you're positive when you're just kind of speaking to yourself. Now, occasionally there are people around when I'm um, doing the podcast, but usually um, I'm on my own. Um, so I'm just in a, a, an empty room by myself. So it's kind of how I'm, hard to maintain that feeling of a conversation and keep up the energy throughout the conversation. So, um, I, so I definitely was really positive. I was definitely really excited. I hope that, uh, uh, I can kind of liven the mood by changing my tone and stuff a bit throughout the podcast. That's one of the improvements I'm working on again. Um, trying to improve that. So hopefully you can feel that and get that going. It was just, it was quite funny that a couple of people said to me, Oh, you said, you said you were really excited and you were really looking forward to it, but you sounded like you normally do. And I'm like, Oh, that's because I know I genuinely was, but it's just really difficult to tell and to keep that excitement going forward through for a whole period when you're just kind of sat talking into a microphone. So, um, it's just, uh, difficult to try and convey that. So hopefully we'll get that improved. Now this week, um, I've not really done too much this week. I've been at home ill for three days this week. I had um, a nose infect, um, a, an ear infection and a throat infection as well as a cold. So the doctor was fairly um, uh, bemused at how I'd managed to keep my sense of humour when I saw him earlier on in the week. He didn't know how I'd managed to uh, have a joke with him about it because um, he knew I was feeling rough uh, from the amount of medication he prescribed me, I'm assuming. So... Uh, um, but I'm feeling a lot better now. Um, the last couple of days I've really improved. Um, my ear still has a slight throbbing in it and um, my throat's um, pretty much cleared up. So that's all good. And my cold, I'm still a bit sniffly. So I'm going to try and keep this to a short pod- podcast so that um, I don't have to subjugate you guys to uh, my sniffly and uh, my sniffliness and my um, coughs and stuff. So, um, so I've not actually done a massive amount this week like I normally would. But one of the things I wanted to talk about very briefly was uh, is kind of preparing yourself for those moments of downtime. So whether that's through illness or for other reasons, you know, um, emergencies and things always crop up. You know, there might be an emergency, a uh, family emergency. You know, somebody might be ill. You might have to go and care for them for a little while. Um, the kids might be sick at school if you've got kids and you might have to dash out from work or from a meeting and go and pick them up. Um, you might have a problem with your car. That means you can't get to where you were supposed to be going. So these uh, kind of um, uh, things always happen. These blockers always happen. So it's about being prepared for that and making the most of it and trying to do the right thing. Because whilst you're ill, certainly for me, the right thing isn't to keep doing what you were doing before you were ill. So for me, I've not been to the gym or done any of the um, any of my running or my exercises this week because there's no point um, lowering my immune system further by doing a significant amount of exercise and 
not being able to recover fully from it. So if, if I'd have maintained that kind of thing, that would have been a daft thing for me to do. And it would have probably taken me a lot longer to recover um, and, and strung that out longer than it needed to. So it's about keeping in mind and changing your strategy as the, the world around you kind of evolves and develops. So as a situation develops, just kind of react to it, but not in a knee-jerk reaction type way, but in a planned, thought-out and logical way and try just always trying to do that right thing. So with that, that it's it's about having in mind the kind of, and when you are ill, so as I was, I was feeling really rough. Like I said, I didn't, the only time I got out of bed for two, three days that I was off was actually just to walk the dog in the morning and the evening, and I was in, and in bed. I wasn't even watching TV or anything like that. I was literally just lying in bed because my head was pounding that much that I, I couldn't really do anything. It's about kind of having in the back of your mind what the bare minimum is that you need to do. So, for example, I knew that I needed to record the podcast at the weekend. So I kind of put in a little plan because I hadn't really thought about it before. What if I'm ill and I can't record the podcast? Um, but I kind of put a little plan together and I thought, right, so I can, if, if I'm really, if I'm still really ill at the weekend and I can't record the podcast, I can either wait a day and record it on the Monday, which doesn't give the editing team much chance to edit it, but but it does, but it would probably be shorter anyway if I was that ill, well, a lot shorter, it would be a quick, just a quick message. Um, or, you know, could I get a friend or somebody to do an episode of the podcast? Could I get, uh, could I put, get the editing team to put together like a highlights episode? So I had a few ideas of what I could do and I just thought, right, the barest minimum thing I really need to do is get something out there. I really want to kind of deliver on my promise to deliver a podcast every week. Um, so that's what you guys have come to expect. And I don't want to kind of disappoint or get out of the habit of delivering something useful to you guys. So I really had in the back of my mind, that's something that I absolutely must, uh, must do. Um, so it wasn't a nice to have, it was a must, must do. So how do I go about doing that? And like I said, I had a little thing, got put a little plan in place. Luckily I'm back well again. Like I said, it's not going to be an, uh, too long a podcast today. Um, to, to avoid my stifling too much on, 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 on here. Um, but we're able to deliver something, hopefully still with some useful information that's going to help you guys out. So it's just having to think and putting the processes in place to help you out as, as these kind of life events and occurrences happen that it's never, nothing's ever smooth sailing. So it's always worth bearing that in mind, I think. So that being said, let's jump into the, um, actual content of this week's episode. Um, I wanted to talk about your network. Now, there's a saying that your net worth is your network. So I'll say it again. Your net worth is your network. So what that means or what that means to me is that um, the people you have around you, the people you surround yourself with and the people that you kind of deliver value to and that deliver value to you is how you kind of move through life so um it's about building a good team around you a really solid team now in the property world we're talking um folks like estate agents and letting agents um builders and refurbishment teams solicitors and accountants brokers and jv partners marketing and social media experts those kind of folks so it's good to as you're networking whether that's through um kind of events, mastermind events, or um, uh, property networking events, those kind of things, or whether it's through your day-to-day business meetings, 
it's worth developing those relationships so that you can add value to them at some point in the future and that they can help you when you need it as well. So if you've got really good relationships with estate agents, for example, they may come to you. They start after you've worked with them a little while and you've built that relationship up. They're going to start coming to you. They'll they'll understand what your strategies are, know exactly what you're looking for, and they might start coming to you with um, properties that suit your requirements. So before they go to anybody else, so there's going to be a benefit to you and to them. So they get to either sell or rent the property that they're trying to just to sell or rent, and you get to be the first person um, to be offered. So it's a really good idea to kind of nurture those relationships. In a non-property um, terms, you know, that might be um, dietitians and personal trainers. It might be accountants or tax advisors. Uh, if you've got other hobbies and other activ- activities that you do, then there might be professionals and um, experts in those arenas that would be useful to have as part of your network. So, it's like I say, it's about positioning yourself with a good team around you and knowing who who does what so that you can be one step ahead of the competition. So if you know that you need um, that you've got a couple of deals on the go at the moment, your kind of cash is tied up, it's good to have in the back pocket, you know, maybe a, a couple of JV partners who are looking to do similar kind of deals that you are so that you can keep the momentum rolling once you've got those deals going. So it's worth putting some thought into uh, you know, and sitting down and maybe creating a list of the kind of um, skill sets that you may require going forward. Now, like I say, whether that's in property or other business ventures or whether that's in your personal life, it might be worth just spending those five minutes jotting down the kind of people you need to get to know and get to nurture those relationships. And like I said, the important thing is nurturing the relationships. It's not about take, take, take. It's about providing value back to them as well. So helping them out. So the, the estate agent, for example, who brings you a property, maybe you can use them when you're selling your properties, or maybe you, if you if you know a friend or uh, you've got somebody who's selling a property but you can't deal with it at the moment, recommend them to the estate agent so that it's a two way relationship that every and then everybody wins out of it. That's how you really nurture the relationships to get them going. The other thing with kind of um, nurturing relationships and, and putting a team together is kind of mastermind groups and I, I think I um, think they're really important now whether they're online mastermind groups or physical events that you actually go to and, and meet up with a group of people they can take quite a few different forms and they're always quite interesting and hopefully you will always learn from them and hopefully you can help people along as well so it's about mastermind is usually all about growing together so there are people at different stages of their journey in any particular mastermind group um, they might be trying to do slightly different things, you know, using different property strategies than you're using, or maybe they're using the same, uh, same property strategies and they're slightly further ahead in their journey or slightly further behind in their journey. So it's all about bringing your value to the table and helping those guys out as, out as much as possible, as well as you kind of going and learning as well. So that's another way to learn. Another thing to keep in mind as well is that as your business grows and as you start doing more and more deals and you're, and you're kind of starting to ramp up a bit, then you may need to recruit some people. So it's, when you're looking to recruit, it's kind of getting the right people on your team. Now, what I've learned over the years, um, I've had um, quite a few staff um, over various different roles in my career. Um, 
And what I've always found is that it's best to recruit for personality and mindset rather than for a particular skill set. Now, if somebody is uh, kind of you click with somebody and you get on with somebody, but they have absolutely no aptitude for the job or the the skill that you're trying to achieve, then that's probably not a good match. It needs to be some somewhere in the middle. But the thing that I try and remind myself is skills can usually be taught. So most people could learn a skill to a, a, a good ability. You know, they might not get to expert level if they're not particularly, um, you know, natural in that skill set area. Um, but they should be able to reach a decent enough level to work with. And if you can work with that person and they've got the mindset of success and they've got the same mindset and beliefs that you have, um, then you should be able to work with that person and you'll probably get further than the person who's world class at their particular skill set, but they've got completely opposite a belief system than you have. So if they don't follow the process, but you need to follow the process, or if there are certain things that you need to cover off and they don't cover that off because they cut corners because they see it as time saving and more efficient, but you're the kind of person, then that's going to bring you nothing but stress because they can't stick with your kind of principles and beliefs. So like I said, it's all, I've, I've always found it better kind of recruit for somebody if possible the gold-plated solution is somebody who's got the kind of same beliefs and the same mindset that you have and also the same kind of the world-class um skill set or not near to that as as possible so that's the gold-plated solution but then the, the level down from that is that you know they've got the right mindset they share your beliefs you can work with that person and maybe they're not quite as good as you'd like them to be but you can coach them teach them bring them up uh, up to speed and um, one of the big things, you know, uh, I was having a conversation with somebody in the community a couple of months back and they had um, a member of staff who wasn't getting on and they weren't progressing as well. And they weren't kind of didn't have the right mind, the right mindset for that business for, for working with that business owner. And he said, oh, what 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 would you do if you were in my position? And I said, you know, it's a tough one because you really don't want to have to fire anybody. But if it's obvious to both of you that you know, the skill set isn't quite there, but equally the the mindset isn't quite there either, then I said the way I would look at it is I'm kind of doing that person a disservice if I'm kind of just leading them along the garden path saying everybody's fine and not allowing them to find other opportunities. Now, I wouldn't just sack, sack the person out right there and then by any means, you know, I'd have a conversation with them and try, try to work together first. And then if that didn't work, you know, I'd, I'd sit with them and say, right, let's work together and try and find you something that's more suitable for your skill set. Because if you can help them find something, and it might not even be in your industry, it might not be related to what you're doing, but if you can help them out, they will always recommend you and kind of keep you in the back of their mind for other stuff. So they'll remember that you've tried to help them instead of just kind of screw them over by sacking them. So I wouldn't recommend that by any means, but help them out, work together um, to try and find a solution because I think that's always going to be better. Um, so that's just something to keep, to keep in mind as you're kind of growing your team and, and recruiting people, and whether that's just an admin-based person or whether that's somebody that's analysing and evaluating deals for you, whatever that may be, um, it's worth keeping in your mind. So that's all I wanted to talk about today. Like I said, it's just a shorter episode. Um, I'm not going to do kind of a, a mindset thing. I've kind of kept it all about property kind of focus today around um, your network for property related stuff I have mentioned a couple of other things as well but I tried to keep it really uh, fairly linked to property today um, just to try and keep it a bit quicker 
Um, I can feel my nose is blocked already. So I'm hoping to go and clear it in a second. So just in summary, make sure you build that team around you. Uh, make sure you nurture your relationships. Don't take, 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 give as well. And make sure that you add value to everybody in your circle. Um, and also prepare for, make sure you're prepared for um, life events as you go through, as you go through life. So like I say, whether that's through illness or for the odd, um, you know, going to pick the kids up from school or or looking after somebody, a family member or relative, you know, just be prepared and have in the back of your mind what you can do if things go wrong and just have a little thought about it because it's not going to be quite so stressful when you get there. Hopefully that's helped. Um, so stop listening to me. Go and have a think about how you're going to deal with those life circumstances. See you next week.